Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast, where you can learn how to improve your diet, lose fat, and get fitter in a sustainable and fun way without spending hours in the gym. Here is your host, Darren Kirby. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. This is the number one podcast for dads in their 40s who want to improve their health and fitness. This is episode 94, and on today's show, we're going to be talking with Ollie and Elliot, who are the founders of the Human Programme. The Human Programme is a holistic and pioneering performance lifestyle program designed to cultivate deeper human connection and optimization through an enhanced understanding of your body and your natural ability to move. But before we get into today's show, I want to take a moment to mention the show's sponsors, Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is formulated with 75 vitamins and minerals carefully selected for high potency and bioavailability. Athletic Greens, because it's in a powered format, is more bioavailable than traditional pill-based supplements. It's kind of like a nutrient insurance policy. Now, as you know, I'm a big advocate of getting nutrients from real food, but with our hectic lifestyles, it isn't always possible. I take Athletic Greens on a daily basis to ensure I'm getting all of the nutrients I need and Athletic Greens is offering the listeners of the show 10% off their first order. So if you head over to athleticgreens.com forward slash fitter healthier dad to get 10% off your first order. So let's crack on with today's show. Hey Ollie and Elliot, how are you? Yeah, we're very well, thanks Darren. How are you doing? Yeah, very well, thank you. And I'm very pleased to have you on the podcast today. I know Ollie was um, back on the podcast, I think it was episode 29, um, before obviously you and Ollie got together, Elliot. But yeah, super excited to have you on today and really uh, keen to dive into the human programme uh, and let everybody, all the listeners know about the, all the good stuff that you're doing. But before we, we do that, can we get a little background on, on both yourselves? Absolutely. Good, of good course. Um, and uh, thanks, Darren, again for having us on. It's, um, it's always a pleasure. Um, so for myself, I guess the journey started from a young age with different types of movement methodologies. And it was um, a mixture between theatre and dance, but also rugby as well, quite extensively. And then I think having more of a um, more of a um, elaborate kind of um, view on movement, even, even from a youngster, I think definitely has shaped the way I feel about movement now and yeah. about how I coach movement and how I like to see people move in general, which is, you know, more expressive, less regimented, more free flowing, more fluid. Mm -hmm. And then having been exposed to rugby quite intense, quite intensely from a young age, and then to go, go on to play full-time rugby, that all that creativity and all that expressiveness was drilled the other way, really. So I think since stopping rugby and then kind of realizing that, you know, the body is this amazing thing which we can do and we can move it in so many different ways. I guess that's been my goal and passion over the last, definitely the last five years full time is to help people move better, more pain free and really just enjoy um, the feeling of them feeling more relaxed with movement as well. Yeah. And um, and then obviously, you know, we've come together to do the human program and I'll let Elliot um, talk a little bit about his background yeah, so, as well. So my background is very similar to Ollie's. It was very much 
rugby focused heavy SNC from you know ages 16 to 23 and that was kind of my my um my passion and my drive for everything was that unfortunately I had two uh three hip operations by the age of 23 wow. and also an ACL as well so that kind of led me to really rethink really about you know future and and what I wanted to do and also longevity of my own body um, so from then I sort of stopped, stopped the rugby and went into one-to-one coaching. That's probably around 12 years ago now. Um, I had my own space initially just outside of Guildford, down in Surrey. Had that there for four years and that's kind of where I started to explore a lot of the movement and the, the, the body weight training. And I think through my own operations, it really led me to kind of dive in and understand my own body a little bit more. So you know, there's no greater teacher than pain. And that was kind of what led me into it. So that's where I sort of started testing, you know, ex- and exploring different things with movement and with, with, with body weight and just controlling my own body. You know, and it, it, it opens it up a lot. So I had that for four years and that's pretty much where I sort of dived into a lot of gymnastic strength stuff. So the rings and hand balancing and uh, kind of more GST focus. Um, we sold that and then I moved up to London. In the meantime, I started another business with an old business partner called Lift Movement. Um, and we opened that space last year or year before. Um, and again, you know, sort of all, all aligning with what sort of learned so far with the movement and the, the gymnastic focus. Um, and then sort of heavy influenced by mobility and flexibility as well, you know, and just correcting sort of poor daily movement patterns. And that's kind of what fascinates me the most. Um, and then from there, left there last year for various reasons. And that kind of brought me and Ollie together. So Ollie, Ollie and myself have, I mean, we started training, what, five years ago, mm. I'd say, um, together and just sort of, you know, sort of playing around, sort of exploring various movement. Um, and obviously our friendship grew and grew and grew. And then that's kind of led us to the beginning of the human program last year. Um, it kind of worked out well with everything sort of going into lockdown and obviously yeah. our business being mainly online, like, is kind of a little bit of a blessing in disguise. And, you know, I think with, with the last year, with so many people being online day in, day out, you know, that really gave us an opportunity to expose the business and expose our vision and, yeah. you know, what we want to do further down the line. So, yeah, and that's kind of led us to where we are now. Yeah, I think it's I think it's super awesome. And to touch on your point there, Elliot, about what you said about, you know, pain is a great teacher. Yeah. And, you know, I truly believe that. And I think I, I haven't come to discover you guys from pain myself, but, I actually put my back out funnily enough last year. And it's at that point you actually really are aware of how important just general day-to-day mobility is. You know, I have a lot of people listening to this who will be coming to fitness perhaps after having a break from their early 20s or for the first time. And, you know, I always use the running analogy because you see so many people out running now, but the weird and wonderful shapes that you see people running in because they just can't move properly. Yeah. And I know, I actually said to my chiropractor the other week, I grimace at a guy that I see every Sunday because he's like hunched over like this trying to run. You just think, wow, you know, you really, your mobility is all out of whack, you know. And so yeah. I think, you know, what you guys are doing is hugely, hugely interesting because if, if guys listen to this, go and watch some of your content online on Instagram and stuff and, and move and try and move how you guys move, you'll be very quickly surprised at how, you know, kind of unflexible and immobile we become through our daily routines, don't we? So, Massively. What, 
Yeah, so what in terms of what you're doing with the human program then, because it's all encompassing, right? I mean, when Ollie came on before, we were just talking about uh, biomechanics and functional mobility, but it's so much more than that now. Um, massively. And, and just to sort of go back to what you said there, Darren, as well, like, you know, for so much of mobility as well is, is um, you know, we're, we're coming to an, an era now of devolving, right? We're, we're less and less active. We're more and more sedentary. There's... Um, you know, biomechanically, we're, we're getting worse and worse, you know, yeah. and that's especially this part of the world. So for that, it's, it's awareness, isn't it? And this is kind of a big, big pillar of, uh, of the human program is our general awareness to our daily movement patterns, right? And that can come down, you can break that into movement, you can break that into posture, you can break it down into just anything, right? Mm. And this is kind of what we wanted to do with the human program was to basically take a step back, you know, take a step back from fitness broaden the lens now what is the makeup of optimal living for a human being well we know it's broken down into an accumulation of many many things it's not just one thing right mm. so our thing for us was to take a step back and kind of a lot of it is taken as well from eastern philosophy you know stuff like the breath work as well the importance of sleep like environment environmental conditioning is a huge thing as well you know with the ice and the heat it's i think was i read the other day we're overheated understimulated and overfed it's like, that's that's it in a nutshell yeah you know? and it's mm. a lot of it is it's re-educating because mm. what we've done so far has got us to a certain point and it's fantastic but you know fitness is kind of on its way out it's the era of well-being people want to know more mm. they want to understand more about themselves they want to you know sort of i think the longevity thing is becoming more prominent as well because yeah. we're so used to especially ollie and myself overloading ourselves daily was too much stress smashing ourselves to bits right through various um, means of training but it doesn't need to be like that like where's the long game where's the education about the long game um so for us it really is it, it's re-educating people in a way that they understand themselves better you know and these various disciplines do that and take the breath work for example like this, that should be the number one thing that we should all learn in school right is how to control our breath because if we can control our breath, we can make decisions from a much better, calmer state of mind. Mm. Now, there's, there's no education with any of this, right, as we go along, right? The life skills are just pushed to one side and it, it's very, you're, you're learning a different way. So, you know, for Ollie and myself, it's very much a, right, let, let's use this as an opportunity. Let's give people, provide people with this toolbox system of these various disciplines that, you know, that we use for the makeup of the human. And then it's, it's literally just having great habits because yeah. if you have good habits, you're disciplined. And if you can maintain that consistency with it, then that, that, that's kind of all we're, all we're trying to do is just ingrain those, that good way of living, you know, that good way of being. And again, it all comes down to awareness. Yeah. I, I think, I think habits and awareness is so, so important, isn't it? Because, you know, often you, you maybe if you want to get fit or you want to get fit, you want to improve your life in general. The instant male approach is the ego gets fired up. Right. And then we go gung ho into kind of lifting as many heavy weights as we can and all the try and run 10K and we come out and we're bent and buckled and in a much worse position than when we first started. But yeah. then I think that, you know, that's the way it's supposed to be. You know, you're supposed to be like that when you're fit and healthy. And actually what you guys are saying is, no, it's not like that. Take mm, a step back, come back to your roots, come back to you as a human, and then start to rediscover that. 
Mm, definitely. And I think, you know, I think as coaches and also just as people, we're constantly trying to, you know, manage and then elicit stress in general. And mm. it's a stress management um, mindset every day now, isn't it? It's, you know, it's not overdoing one thing too much. It's not doing too much movement. It's not doing too much mm. physical training or not doing enough training. It's finding this this you know this cliche of a, this balance but it is so true and it's an in, and it's an individual balance as well you know I think some people respond differently to different cues and stresses and stimuli and mm-hmm. I think that will only become more apparent from more education and that doesn't mean that we're reinventing the wheel at all we're just right. giving people really and pr- um, principle first approaches to their fitness and health and making sure they are you know in the best condition mentally to yeah. live every single day at the best of their ability, you know, and that and that's not just Monday to Friday, have a weekend off, come in Monday, get back on the treadmill and do more weights in this repetitive pattern of punishing, overtraining, yeah. undereating. And it's the cycle and it's the societal pressure to achieve more, isn't it, the whole time? Mm, to look onto yeah. Instagram, which has connected us so much more to fitness and health, but has also made us very, very... Um, insecure in some ways as well and we beat ourselves up because we're comparing ourselves and it's the the the, the comparison is the thief of joy because you know we're we're in this state of he him me you are we this and he's that and it's just this comparative mindset and with the human program i think we're trying to remove the ego first because once the ego dissolves properly people can really relax and go you know what there wasn't much pressure in the first place was there because the pressure doesn't really exist and it's just us as humans trying to be more aware of ourselves you know and um so yeah it's a super interesting thing and I think for us it's really powerful that we can help people and give people a platform to to achieve what they need to achieve I think you know yeah yeah I mean yeah it's it's almost it's re-approaching it from the inside out isn't it yeah resetting your ego resetting your perspective um but i completely agree with what you're saying Elliot. in terms of life skills this is a i don't want to disappear off down a rabbit hole particularly with children right i mean i've got a teenage boy and having that life skills having that understanding of breath you know there's so much challenges with mental health in schools right now because kids don't have the basic fundamental tools to deal with stress like you saying um, Ollie, I think I think we had this discussion before about the highlight reel of social media and everything else. Kids are just wired into this stuff now and they believe that that's life and it's just not. And when challenges get thrown at them, they just can't deal with it because yeah. it's like, hang on a minute, this is not what how, how it is on Instagram. It's supposed to be all happy and full of money and all this kind of stuff and it's not reality. But like I said, I don't want to disappear off down a rabbit hole and that, but but in terms of so what you guys are doing with the human program and how you break it down if if you've got somebody coming to you maybe like a middle-aged guy like me where where would you guys start how would you assess and analyze you know what where to start with these people i think always with the breath so as saying earlier like if you cannot control your breath don't be expected to control your body you know, yeah. and that, that is relatable to everything. You know, it's the, the better oxygen, the, the better carbon dioxide utilization, like it's relatable to everything we do. So I think that is our number one pillar. You know, it's the most powerful transformative thing that you could give someone is, is to learn that, you know, and learn the different uh, protocols. But as you say, dealing with, with calmness under pressure, 
is something that we're just not very good at anymore. No. Um, so that that is always kind of number one. Like, and then I, I guess sort of into movement is from there is is our prime, probably our second pillar. Um, you know, and broken down into probably hip, shoulder, spine, and analyzing slight movement screens, see how people move, see how if there's any imbalances where they are, and it's just configuring all the time with movement. You know, it, it's just rebalancing uh, that left and right side because we're also dominant you know and it's just getting that information feedback that's been lost between the right and the left um so that's that's probably the, the second thing that we look into and then i guess from there we'll yeah i mean i think like what elliot said i think you know the, the 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 breathing mechanics are so important and i think so many of us are mouth breathers habitually yeah. uh, you know when we sleep with our mouths open so we wake up with a dry mouth and that's a really big indication that we are mouth breathing and that we have a poor relationship with carbon dioxide, which is this internal stress messenger. And I think the more we can start to use the nose to breathe on a daily basis, then we're going to go into a calmer state physically and mentally. Um, so we're going to go more into the parasympathetic branch or tonal reflex of the nervous system. And then we're going to allow our bodies to be more in the, in the kind of calmer, more aware state, you know, and I think if we're not doing high intensity exercise, such as weight training or sprinting, then there is no real reason to use the mouth to breathe. You know, I think if we're sat here talking softly and quietly and we're just walking to the shop, then there is no real reason to use the mouth because when you use the mouth, you're stimulating a response and you're going into or you're triggering your sympathetic state, which is important to trigger, but doesn't need to be triggered when you're looking at your at your emails or when you're looking at your phone and and that's what technology does you know it drives the sympathetic state because it wants to get you excited you know and the algorithm now is so powerful that it it, it really creates this mind map of dopamine and then the more you trigger the algorithm the more you you your mouth breathing your, your your body moves and this is stress the whole time mm. so people have looked at fitness before as this hour a day approach or the yeah. you know, like eat this and really it's not it's every single second of the day it's it, it it's it's how you're sat it's how you breathe it's 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 how you think and your thoughts are you know obviously you've seen what we post a lot about the mind and the mindfulness side of it because the mind is obviously so important in terms of your instruction to move forward and if you're having this this loop and you're breathing poorly, then your body's in stress. And you can do the best exercises in the world from prehab, rehab, flexibility. You could know everything, really. But unless you're ready to sort of accept the change and you're breathing well and you're ready to relax and move forward, then it's just a block. And personally, I had this because five years ago after rugby, I, I dove into mobility and flexibility and I did FRC and I did gymnastic bodies and I did all these amazing courses and I was still hitting a brick wall. I couldn't understand, even though I was doing the quote unquote best exercises in the world and the systems. And what I didn't address was my breath. And I didn't know that my breathing was actually holding me back. So all my thoracic stiffness, all my joint inf- information, you know, all my thoughts, all these things were causing manifestation and physical stress in the body. So yeah. I think now for both of us having gone through this process, quite intensely i think now it's our duty and it's it's our purpose to hand it down to everyone else and just to say you know what you can do and you can achieve your goals but they can be far less stressful while you're achieving your goals you know and it does start it starts and finishes with the breath and it's this um, calmer way of breathing and a slower deep breathing cycle and getting oxygen down into those lower lobes of the lungs to help all the perfusion the o2 
really do its thing through the capillary walls and to oxygenate our bodies properly. And that only comes from using the mouth, sorry, the nose to breathe more. And the more we breathe fast, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just, um, it's blocking that actually. It's not allowing us to move forward. Um, and that's yeah. the importance of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? I've said this numerous times before. I you know I've had Lee you and I think I think it's part of your program as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. And um, you know, it's it's funny how in in twenty twenty one or twenty twenty, you talk to people about breathing and breath work, and they look at you like you're absolutely nuts. You're like, yeah, of okay. course I can breathe. Otherwise, I'll be dead. Yeah, but you don't mm. breathe properly. And I actually said this to Iowa Cycling Club. I was, and it was a cold morning, and we were we were hill climbing. And the guys were like, "Oh, I just can't breathe today." And I looked back, and every single one of them was mouth breathing. Yeah. And I, got, and I got to the top of there. I was like, "Guys, oh, shut your mouth and breathe through your nose." And they yeah. like looked at me as if I was nuts. Yeah. But, you know, I think that the science behind it is is quite deep and and, and complicated. Mm. The actual practice of it. Is relatively straightforward. You just have to spend yeah, the time. Right. Very much so. And like this is that leads interestingly into you know meditation. So meditation, you know, we're we're so conditioned to think that it's sitting still with your legs crossed, with your back straight, and pay attention. It's what's well, not. Like you can find meditation in reading books. You can find meditation in moving. You can find it in anything you do. But it's it's that state of mind, isn't mm-hmm. it? Like it's the ability to be so engrossed so involved with what you were doing there in that very moment, that's your meditation, mm-hmm. you know? So with all these different disciplines, like each thing is a, is a meditative practice, you know, it's yeah. just finding that and it's just throwing yourself completely so into it that nothing else is, nothing external is there. You are just completely focused. We call it focus play, you yeah. know, so something like flow state, which I'm sure you've heard down as well. It's like, you know, when you are, as I say, you're so involved in that moment, like it's so fluid, there's nothing static about it, you know, and, and that's where we're trying to, especially with the movement side of things, is keep it like that, you know, like jiu-jitsu or, or you know, like something that is, is very fluid movement, locomotive or soft acro or capoeira, like that there, that that's the interesting stuff because what it does do is it takes us back to our childhood, right? Yeah. It takes us back to that crawling around on our hands, forgetting about everything else. Mm. It's just there and it's just enjoyment. And that's been lost with training and fitness and movement. Like it's just not there. It's seen as still such a chore, right? To go to the gym or to like, I have to do it because I have to do it. Oh, no, you don't. Like it's the same with anything in life. Do what you enjoy, but there's no, there's not enough options or not enough information pushed onto people to understand that. You know, and I think that's why body weight is so important because you're connecting so much at the same time. You're expressing all the time and you're you're forgetting about anything else. You're just getting lost in the, mo- in, in the movement and in the moment. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful thing to watch, you know, and that's yeah. that's kind of where the human program is leading. It's like it is a very meditative program um, of self-discovery. Mm. Yeah, and I, I think I think that's so important, isn't it? It's like you were saying there about the ability to play as adults, we lose that. And if you look at children that are like 18 months to two years old, the way that they move, when you appreciate what real movement is, it's yeah. just incredible. You know, yeah. the, the squats they can do, the way that they can crawl around. And you, people listening to this might think we're crazy, but actually it's not. If you try and move the way that they move, I guarantee you most people listening to this won't yeah. be able to do that. Well, That's unless obviously Ollie and you guys are slightly different because I am generally in awe in the way that you guys move around the mats and stuff like that because it's just when you just try to do that. I mean, I 
I have a, a stretching routine that I do every morning now. I'm still mm. nowhere near as mobile as I'd like to be. Um, but you have a different appreciation for how the body gets immobile, doesn't it, when you can't move properly? Massively, massively. I God, think I, I just I think we've all been through cycles and you know, I think of repetitive movement and I think it's re- repetition of the same pattern isn't quote unquote bad for us. However, doing the same pattern over and over again, whether that's physical patterns or mental patterns, creates the same result. Yeah. You know, and I think that's why, you know, take take the classic squat, for example. And I think obviously for so many years we were worried about the knees traveling over the toes or the knees coming into valgus or their or the, the feet not being perfectly aligned. And yes, I know that's completely a fair statement to make if you're loading your body and if you're if it's a beginner, but really if we took it, flip it flip it on its head and we said let's just move different ways safely slightly mm-hmm. off different ways and then when you are forced into those positions your body's been exposed to different ways to move mm-hmm. and then it's like a it's like a feel approach and then it becomes yeah. more like play then it becomes more natural then it becomes more expressive and then you get all the the fluidity but it doesn't it won't happen if we just follow the a to z yeah. which is what people want to follow because they think that's Unfortunately, that's what they think will always be the way. And that that has a place, of course. Structure programming has a very definitive yeah. place in progress, of course. But for everybody, everybody, regardless of your goal, there should be some element of play or just no structure, basically. No structure in your week where you'll just go, you know what, I'm not going to structure anything. I'm just going to be confident with my own body and I'm going to move it safely in different ways and just have fun. And yeah, with that as well, like variety is something else that just isn't encouraged. You know, it's very much, and fitness is very good at like, it's one way or the other. Mm. Well, no, you're right and you're wrong. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It, it, the key, the human body needs variety. Like it, it thrives on it and it craves it constantly. But as Ollie said, you know, very well there, like it is, it's that repetitive movement. Like you take something like ice skating or professional ice skaters. Mm. Like that's such a specific movement that they're going yeah. through. Day in, day in, the human body is not designed to do that. Like it is not good for the human body to do that. But you know, this, this is, as you say, it's for a specific reason. But anything that create that can um, expand, you know, the not only the, the mind but the body at the same time. Like obviously, it's going to do it good. You know, mm-hmm. it's opening it up. It, it's allowing you to explore different things and to explore your body. And you know, as always, just very well there. Like something like dance is very interesting because there's no attachment to it. It's just letting go. It's just expressing your energy mm. and your motion. There's no kind of fear of who's looking at what doing. You just mm. do whatever you want. And that's kind of where it needs to get to that level of understanding of just being able to let go and just see yeah. what your body is capable of doing without yeah. set structure to it because yeah. we, and we just don't do it enough. No, you're right. And I think it comes back to your other point about we've de-evolved and we definitely have de-evolved, right? We have these things in our faces and obviously lockdown has been kind of magnified that you're sitting down, you're sitting on the sofa, you're sitting in, in a position for hours and hours and hours with your neck bent, looking at this electronic device, right? And you, you're just not moving at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that kind of brings its own challenges and immobile ways of, of, of kind of living. So what, what I kind of wanted to ask you is once you, you, you've got people that come to you into the breath work and understanding how to breathe correctly, um, where do you then take it from there? Because something that I realised is that 
as much as I wanted to do to, to become more flexible, it, I don't know whether it's a male thing again, but it, you become very impatient, right? Mm. So you want to do a stretch and you want to do a move, and it kind of I think that old gym mentality comes back. Yeah, yeah, yeah so to this, and and I can breathe. I'll be yeah. immobile, and you're just not right. It just has mm. to take time. So yeah. how do you guys deal with that? That's that's interesting to say. I just want to say that quickly, Darren, as well. Like we are so impatient, aren't we? Yeah, and I think like as well, we're in a world that is so fast paced mm. that we're, we're we're constantly trying to keep up with it, right? And the slower pace is the longevity, you know. Yeah. That, that's kind of the direction that we need to go. But I'll, I'll let Oli answer your your question. I mean, I think it's 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 impatience. I think we all struggle with that. It's just like a human thing, right? Like it's a twenty first century thing, isn't it? I think we wanted things yesterday, and we wanted our stretches to be the best and we want our bodies to be the best. And, you know, I think we have to, we have to be more honest with ourselves and say, have we stretched our whole life? Have we really looked after our body for that long enough to warrant these things? And I think for myself, especially, I think leaving rugby so immobile and then having to literally just start again, it, it taught me a lot. It taught me how to be patient because I was always in a rush and I always wanted things in a rush. And when you lift weights your whole life, you follow a certain kind of pattern where you go up every week in terms of the weight or the movement and you get this little progression with stretching. It's a completely different entity because it's your mind as well as your body. And it's everything in between that as well. Mm. And your, you know, what you eat, how you sleep, the time, the day, the day you stretch, the length of the stretches, it, all these things factor in your gut health to how, how more flexible you are. Mm. You know, I, I know if I'm more stressed, and I'm doing the same stretches, I'm not going to achieve the same range of motion as if I'm less stressed. And that's why I think doing a breath protocol before stretching is a very powerful thing to do. And you can yeah. do within stretching or static passive stretching, doing contrast breathing. So that's two seconds in through the nose, three seconds out is a really good way to tune yourself into the stretch. Yeah. And for anyone listening who wants to do more static passive stretching, choose less stretches but have them for longer and the minimum time to see connective tissue um, connective tissue change and the architectures change properly is around two minutes per stretch okay. so you don't need to be doing loads of stretches for less time mm. choose less stretches but hold them for longer and then obviously the next level up from that would be to combine passive stretching with isometric stretching and active stretching and then that combination between passive letting go and then also creating strength in the tissue is a very very powerful way to create more range of motion because you're accessing a greater threshold and a greater limit you know a greater ceiling as such for flexibility mm. and then you're providing strength so again it's it's not putting things into a box it's very it's, it's, it's trying to be clear with your definitions as a coach and i think that's you know, we're very fortunate on the course this time around that we're going to have um, Dan Van Zandt, who's a leading flexibility educator, who's coached the Royal Ballet, who's done GB Taekwondo, who's a science peer-reviewed evidence-based researcher on flexibility, on the subject of flexibility. And I think it's a very misunderstood subject, mobility and flexibility, and they are actually, can be interchangeable, but they're also very different things as well. And I think courses like FRC have created acronyms and created a lot of confusion within the industry. And I think our job, not just through flexibility, is to make it easier for people to, to, to um, digest mm -hmm. and for people to really just understand the core basics of each segment of being more human, which is mm -hmm. having more flexibility, having more strength, having better breath control, having more awareness of yourself. And 
you know, having the correct information from people who we believe are at the top of their game. And that's like you mentioned yourself. So Lee Ewan's going to be on our course as well. He's going to take the breath. He's going to take the environmental conditioning. Um, so there's a whole host of people from osteopaths to doctors to gymnastic coaches to to movement coaches to capoeira coaches. And it's then it's just, I guess, for me and Elliot, it's everything we've kind of taught ourselves. Yeah. And now we want to we want to box it up and mm. give it to give it to you know whoever wants to really be um challenged, but also is is ready to have a broader lens on their own coaching and their own lives as well. You know, yeah. yeah. I think just to add on to that as well, like it really is. The more you understand yourself, the more you understand other people, you know, and there's not enough of an emphasis on <laughs> self-work and the importance yeah. of it, you know, and this is kind of, this is the disciplines that Ollie and myself try to apply every day is embody what we're trying to coach mm. or what we're trying to put out there, you know, be the human program. If we can be as much of it as we can, well, then that allows us to understand obviously mm. other people and their needs, their requirements a lot better and from a lot, but lot better position as well. So, mm. Yeah, it, it, it really does start with number one. Yeah. You know, that, that always needs more emphasis on the importance of that. Yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, I think that's so key, like understanding yourself. And it's taken me a long time to get to this, to that stage where I start to understand myself. Because I think when you do that, you can understand others and what others are going through. And you can be more compassionate, more aware, you know, supportive, more everything else. And I just think, yeah. And to come back to your other point, Elliot, about what you said about, you know, the fitness industry love to box things up, don't they? And I think mm-hmm. what you guys are doing, are kind of, you're kind of blowing the box apart and mm-hmm. you're putting all these different elements in and you're not saying, right, we're an S&T coach or we're functional, we, we, you know, this is what you should do, that's it. You're saying, no, it's a holistic approach, mm-hmm. the way that, you know, you can live them. And effectively, it is a more fulfilled life, isn't it? Because... Mm-hmm. Uh, once you do that, once you can move better, you can breathe better, you can all these real basic stuff. And every t- single time I say this, I kind of feel, feel a bit weird for saying it like sleep, breath. We do all of that stuff. We don't do it the way that we're designed to do it, do we? And that's it. And it, it all starts with education. Mm. You know, that, that's kind of where we, we want to sort of drive the business is that is to be like a leading educators, you know, in as we said at the beginning, the importance of having these necessary life skills, you know, teach us to, as I said, understand ourselves better and therefore others. But yeah, it's, it's, um, I think for us and, and sort of the, the focus with where we're going, as you say, like the, the next generation is a very important thing for us, you know, and, and down the line, kids is something that we've really loved to, you know, explore and start sort of educating that younger generation on, having you know how to deal with these certain life situations but in a calmer place you know mm-hmm. in a much more educated and a much more confident place like I think mm-hmm. confidence is something that's been so far removed from us all and you know it, it's it needs to be reinstalled you yeah. know and I think that's that's the best thing about these things I mean the ice as well is something that's so powerful you mm-hmm. know it, I, I try and sort of integrate that every single day doing a nice bath and that has been something that is taught me so much about myself the last year more so probably than anything else um you know and, and where's the where's the education about that the, the importance of doing that yes it's hard but if you want to grow in life you've got to go through the discomfort right there's, yeah. there's no you're not going to get anywhere from living a comfortable life but we're taught and we're conditioned that that's what we should chase yeah. well actually <laughs> if you grow through and you go through these various things you're going to come out in a much 
much more open way, you know, yeah. in the sense of you, you'll look at things with a, with a wider lens and, as I say, you understand it yourself a little bit more. And that's, that's what it needs to be. It's kind of needs to give people their own power back, you know, through, through education. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of um, our us, for us and our, our future. That's where it needs to sort of head, you know, yeah. in, into that next generation. Yeah, I completely agree. I, yeah, I mean, I could have a whole podcast on that and the next generation and preparing them for just general life, right? Not even adult life, just preparing yeah. them to yeah. be able to act and respond in, in, in different ways. But in terms of the injury side of things, though, then, when, you know, because a lot of guys that I work with, you know, that they might, you know, they might have knee injuries, they might have back injuries. And so the perception is that if they've got an injury, then they can't be flexible. They can't, you know, get more mobile. But I would suggest that that's probably not the case, right? Yeah, I mean, I think injuries typically always happen when there's, you know, the like the stress has exceeded the load, and we're 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 we we've we've demanded our bodies of too much basically, and that we haven't prepared it properly. So the stress has gone from zero to a hundred very quickly. Whether that's I want to do a marathon, so I'm going to start running 10k a week, or you know, just oh, I want to run before. Or like myself, actually, I started doing skateboarding this year. Um, haven't done it for 16 years. Try and do the ollie, and I really hurt my Achilles. And that's just because I've gone from no explosive, you know. And that's um, and it's it, it, it's humbling because you know we're we're not invincible, and preventative measures, which you know, and I put everything into that box, and that's you know your nutrition your your mental and your physical consumption and your 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 ability to self-care your joints more every day and stretch more and to breathe better all these preventative measures help us that when we do get injured which is is unfortunately inevitable for a lot of us then we're our bodies and our nervous systems can deal with i guess shocks slightly easier and it's not that shocks are a bad thing for the body it's that we're not internally ready for the shock Mm. and i think that if we can build a like a hardwired almost like a like like a really powerful system that when we do get injured we have a good tool set straight away that we can just go straight into and Mm. utilize and i think you know it's again it's been injuries and like you said about the knees and the hips of people as, as we get slightly older and I think, again, it's just a lack of free movement and it's a lack of really letting the body experience different things. And even if you're weight training, there's no excuse that you shouldn't not be including some form of movement, whether that's more stretching or mobility or, you know, if you're doing a loaded exercise in the superset, you should be looking at doing a offset movement. You should be looking at something to go in the reverse way because mm-hmm. we've all been there. We've all done that strength program and no stretching involved. Yeah. And then we get to that plateau or injury or inflammation or lack of range of motion point and we go, why isn't my progress going up? Well, the reason is because we haven't balanced anything. It's just yeah. been all one way. So I think that's why as the human program, we're trying to take a bite-sized chunk of everything because nothing really has more importance than the other, because if everything integrates properly, harmoniously, then the overall result longevity-wise is much more fulfilling, because yeah. it's less like go 100 miles an hour, That's it. you know, and I think mm-hmm. we're under enough stress as it is, literally enough stress with the global situation, but also our westernized, fast-paced, um, te- technologically advancing lives, which 
are ever growing faster and the human is not going to catch up. It's not going to catch up. So if we can build better systems now and better practices, we can deal with it much better. Mm, it's, it's the general pace, isn't it? I mean, the tortoise wins the race. And I think yeah. we, need to, we need to really bear that in mind. Like long tra- training for longevity is something that I've never come across anywhere. I don't know, you know, the no. same thing for you with rugby. Like we're just not told about that and we don't even think about it, you know, and it's, it's something that you can do some serious detrimental damage in your younger years playing sport, not correct it. You can suffer the rest of your life from that, mm, yeah. you know, and it's, it's, again, it's the awareness, the education, but um, yeah, the, the long game is a slow paced game. And that's, it's the importance of, as we said at the beginning, the habits and just doing good things every single day. It's the consistency of it. You know, it, it's not just training for 45 minutes and then off you go. Like it's, it's a, it's a daily thing. It's a way of life. And I think just to add on that, I think it comes from a present mindset because I think if you always think in the front, like in terms of I have to reach this goal 10 weeks in front, then you automatically put yourself under too much pressure. The stress goes up and you just, you're on this wheel the whole time. Yeah. Remove that pressure, have the goal still there, but every single day you're in that present moment and you're just on that kind of nice pattern of moving and everything's a little bit of everything. And then the goal will happen, but you wouldn't have killed yourself getting there. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, the, the breath work and the meditation puts you in the now. And yeah. then, you know, again, back to what you guys said earlier, we are so fast paced where it's always like the next thing, the next goal, the next holiday, the next this, that, the other. Whereas what about now? What about yeah. The year yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'd be, I'd be completely honest with something that I struggled with for years. And I think last year I finally really started to understand it to the point where it's incorporated in my daily life it's like you pause you just pause for 10 seconds you're like right I'm, I'm here I'm doing this I'm having a podcast with, with you guys you know you know it, it's kind of just recognizing that yeah. and it's so, I feel just there's so much power in that it's like ignoring everything else that goes on but we just we're not there yet, I don't think. And obviously you guys are, are, are kind of pushing us forward to kind of understand that. But yeah, there is a huge amount of huge amount of power in that. Massively. And, you know, for, for, for us with that, Darren, like that's why it has to be the nice mix between spirituality and science. Mm. It has to be the mix between feeling and factual. Like, yeah, because those two things together, that, that is the nice makeup of that human you know, it, it really is that mm. that soulfulness and and the um, the backing of obviously evidence b- behind that. Um, I was trying to thought with that though. Just to jump back on the now thing as well, Darren, with, yeah. with um, you, I just think that um, having a singular task mindset is something which we've lost as well. And I think that yeah. the phone essentially and technology has created ways and patterns that we have open tabs literally inside our brains. So you'll do a tab for like five seconds, you'll move on, you'll think mm-hmm. of something, something will happen. Mm-hmm. And this constant distraction or this feeling of dopamine where you just sort of sugarcoat over little tasks all day, yeah. it doesn't really ever achieve what you want to, is really just distracting us the whole time. And it's causing more stress, more anxiety, more pressure. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess with the human program, we're trying to you know use these pillars as single tasks that you need to focus on when you're in those tasks. And that's the only thing to think about. You don't need to think about anything else. And I think if we can do that more in the day, all the time, you know, when we do do a task properly, it's right, I'm going to do this task and that, and that's it. I'm it's not immersion, getting in front, you know, it's... Um, full immersion into it. Mm, yeah, 
yeah it's exactly that yeah it's just removing these distractions uh, and just like you say like you say i am going to focus on this i'm not going to be distracted um but like you, you said earlier ollie you know the algorithms are so advanced now mm. almost should be a law against them because it you end up yeah, craving yeah. this stuff. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. um it's so scary and i you know i think definitely for both of us we, we've become more aware of this and it's you know just things like similar things like turning off your notifications or not looking at your device at a certain time and getting control back of technology because at the moment it's completely warped us all and we have no idea that what's what's happening i mean we just walk down the streets and you can see people blindly crossing the road with, with their head down it's scary like yeah. it's literally no awareness whatsoever yeah. And it's um, we've lost the art of communication in terms of the human side of things because we're so, you know, we've all been there in group situations or seen public situations where there's no one's looking up anymore. It's all looking down. And it, I guess our job as, in, as coaches as well, like yourself, in, is to help people look up and, yeah. to, and to see the world in the clouds, in the trees and to, the people around you, you know. That confidence. Mm. Lost. Like, we love to overcomplicate things as humans. Yeah. Right? Where's it needs like the simple things are the most extraordinary. Mm. They really are. Like if you do the simple things well, and this stands for everything in life, like it fulfills you, it will give you everything that you need and that everything you require. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, the technology is an interesting one, isn't it? But it, it's trying to disconnect from that in a way that is um, accessible for all of us. And say so going back to the simple things, you know, like just getting out of nature, just put your phone down, just go for a walk. Like there's power in that, huge power. It's so it's so calming, it's so relaxing, it's so you can draw so much energy from walking around barefoot on the grass or being out in the sun. Like these are these are our energy givers. This is what yeah. the human body, we're a plant at the end of the day. We require the same thing that that, that they yeah. do. And um, yeah, I mean, technology has put a real real um interesting twist on things but it's it's having that balance isn't mm. it it's the ability to know when as Ollie said it's the awareness of right okay i'm going to use this to um for whatever reason but at the same time this okay let's push that away let's disconnect let's focus on you know coming back in, into yourself and yeah again education yeah and i think if 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 the last year has taught us anything it should have taught us the importance of being connected appreciating what you have appreciating where you are the environment and everything else that comes with that right mm -hmm. and, and i would like to think that a lot of people have realized that but it's amazing how many people just flick back yeah, yeah that's scary yeah it just and we were having this discussion yesterday it's like lockdowns lifted people flick back they're straight yeah. into, they're, yeah. they're straight into driving like lunatics again mm -hmm. it's just like it's mm -hmm. yeah, it's just kind of it's, it's interesting as well, Dan, like so much of it, I think, is accountability as yeah. well. We have to be accountable. We've all got to be accountable and we should be accountable for our own health. Like yeah. it, it, we should be, we should have the, the information's there, yeah. right? It's saturated day in, day out through social media or, or, or Google, whatever. Like it's for us to take back our own power, for us to be like, right, okay, I'm going to actually learn about the breath work because I know it's going to strengthen my immune system or yeah. I'm going to look into intermittent fasting because I'll function a lot more optimally mm. when, I, when, I, when, I, when I provide so much more energy. So it's these things and it's so much information out there, but it's the willingness, mm. right, to, to do that, to, to be accountable, to be like, right, okay, rather than me just going down to the doctors or to like, let's, let's learn about this sort of stuff. Yeah. We're a self-healing mechanism at the end of the day. Yeah, right? yeah everything is required within ourselves. So 
it, it's the willingness to learn that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I smile and smirk about that, about the whole doctor thing. I mean, I'm not going to get on my soapbox, but <laughs> we are, no one else is responsible for our health other than us. Exactly. We, we have evolved to put the power and on the, into the NHS. I think the NHS is an amazing, amazing, I'm not dissing the NHS, but we have to be responsible. The NHS are fixing what we're breaking right now. We have to be. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, like I said, I won't get on my soapbox, but um, <laughs> yeah. so guys, listen, I'm just conscious of time. So what five things could you recommend the listeners um, could do today to become more human? So I'll, I'll, I'll list two. Journaling is a very powerful thing. I yeah. think journaling and, and reflection is, is super powerful and, and gratitude and gratefulness and just appreciation for what you have. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's all well and good for us to live our lives at such a fast pace, but you put yourself in someone else's shoes and you really understand the world, you know, and, and that needs to be more, there needs to be more of that. So for me, journaling is a very powerful tool, you know, at the start of the day and at the end of the day to reflect through your day or, or goals that you're trying to reach. Um, and I have to say the ice as well, just because I'm a huge advocate yeah. for it. And for me personally, it's been a real, real journey of exploration and understanding myself so much deeper mm. um so th those are kind of my my two main pillars i would say right. me personally but all mm. say. um for me and also i think for everyone is obviously the breath and i think using the nose to breathe habitually is key mm. um i think we take around twenty two thousand breaths a day i'm not sure how aware of most of us are all of that amount of breath so it's using the nose to breathe more um having a breath practice every day whether that's just five, 10 minutes of slow breathing. Mm. doesn't have to be complicated whatsoever. Um, and then I guess that goes into meditation as well, which is stillness off the merry-go-round or off this computer-driven psychological warfare, really, which is just taking us all down day by day. So if we can get off the wheel a bit and have stillness and have space to really tune back in, it's extremely powerful. And I guess the last one would be um, just move freely and but with not huge amounts of intensity every day so a little bit here and there and that doesn't have to be an ordered routine for most of us that has to be extending our limbs to the opposite ends of the spectrum whether that's imagining that you're reaching up for your top shelf 10 times or you're going to reach below your ankles 10 times and it's getting back to that squat crawl roll roll mentality like a yeah. child isn't it yeah, yeah you know it's um Again, something we've lost. So I think in combination of all of those, which probably would take about five to 10 minutes every day maximum, that's less than an hour. And that mm -hmm. really does over time, if you really stick to these habits, which I think is around 30 days or have a long habit, it will, will take to be ingrained. Yeah. Really start to feel yourself, you know, start to engage with yourself more and see how you respond to situations differently. You know, like mm -hmm. you don't, the, the reaction to things now for me, Elliot, is much different. I think, you know, I mean, we just, everyone's kind of um, external world is always a reflection of their internal world. So mm -hmm. it, it's, 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 it's always being aware of that. And when you meditate more, you realize this even more as well. And that you don't have to be or react to anything, actually. You can just stay, Detached. just stay <laughs> detached in things like meditation and breathing up are up the heart of that. Yeah, I agree. And I think with that, I think it gives you the ability to just pause and reflect that split second before you respond. Yeah, And then you don't have to react. You can respond, but not react. And I think, you, like you say, become, you know, 
disconnected, not disconnected, I can't remember the word you use there, but disavowed or whatever it is. But yeah, just don't don't feel you need to kind of jump in and get an answer or get a response or whatever and just, yeah, just calm in it. And I think the other thing I picked from you guys earlier was that I actually do my stretching or my breath work the wrong way around. So I do stretching and then breath work. So I'm going to switch it around tomorrow morning. Yeah, nice. Do yeah. it the other way. So, um, yeah. But it's, yeah, super great to have you guys on. Um, so how, how can people connect with you, the human program, and find out more about what you guys do? So we've got uh, social media. Instagram is at the human program. And then Ollie's as well. Ollie's personal one is Ollie Frost PT. Um, we've also got a little Facebook group running human program. And then obviously online, the website is www.humanprogram.com. Um, we are running our next course on the 19th of June. Cool. 22nd of May. 22nd of May. I don't know. I That's the open day. That's, that's, that's the open, open day for yeah. the farm. Um, so we're, we're sort of driving as much traffic towards that at the minute, towards the next course, which we're really excited about. We've got some fantastic practitioners on board as well. Yeah. Um, guys who sort of really areas of expertise of their, of their uh, um, topic and field. Yeah. Um, and then we're, we're looking to open an outdoor school of life. Wow. Uh, and the open day is on 19th of June. Is that yeah, right? Yeah. 19th of June. And that's down in Chessington. So just, just south of um, south of london so that's where we're going to really explore the physical part of the human program you know so this is where we'll have it's all outdoors you're in the elements it's under under a nice um hangar on a farm and you'll have stuff like the the ice work there we're gonna have a sauna we're gonna have a climbing wall as well so again very fluid movement we'll have the dojo there for for martial arts very low um locomotive movement some balance stuff as well so slack lines mm-hmm Oh, just just have it as an adult playground, you know. And yeah, that's wow. lost in lost in the art of play. Mm. Um, and it's I think with that natural setting as well, there's real power in that. Yeah. So uh, it's just a complete disconnect and just a playful experience. And that's we will we really sort of want to enforce that, not enforce it, but put it out there as <laughs> yeah. that. <laughs> so is that also on the website? The nineteenth of June is that on? on the- not at the moment. Not yet, no. but it will be in the yeah. coming weeks. Okay. Um, well, I'll put all of that in the show notes anyway, so that people can head over and, and check it out. Brilliant, brilliant. Thank you so Darren, much. Thank you much no worries. Have a great rest of the day. And you. Cheers, guys. Take care, mate. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Fitter Healthier Dad podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit subscribe, and I would really appreciate if you could leave a review on iTunes. All the links mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes. And a full transcription is over at fitterhealthierdad.com.